Listening to the Toondiculous podcast, where we will be discussing ridiculous cartoons from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and today. Beyond. I'm your host, Matthew McCryrar, and I'm here with my buddy, Dennis Harbour. <laughs> I got some soul flavor today. We'll be talking about the 1980s cartoon, Dungeons yes. and Dragons, Early based on the um, somewhat popular. Uh, live-action role-playing <laughs> game series. Do you have anything you want to introduce about the show first? Well, so maybe we should talk a little bit about the era and the status of Dungeons & Dragons in pop culture. So maybe the, the best time. place to start right is the fact that Ronald Reagan was our president. Yes, it was. Yes, he was. Um, it was. And uh, What else is going on? Uh, Duran Duran <laughs> was making hits across well, the this nation. Was, this was 83. I don't... Were the, yeah, okay, I guess they so, were already okay. active in 83. Where are we on Tears for Fears? Have they hit yet? Tears for Fears, I think, was after. Okay. They were like 85, 86. Okay. The Wrath of Khan had come out a year before. Yep. Van Halen's Jump was not yet out because 1984 <laughs> had not yet happened. It is important to talk about the things that hadn't happened yet because that gives us a good idea of where we are. The things that changed pop culture forever yeah. after. Exactly. And maybe things that eventually changed Dungeons & Dragons, the show. Right. All right. So, it's now that we have the era set up. So, Reagan, that's the era, We got so. Reagan, Duran Duran. Pop music. And Rathicon. That's all that mattered. Yeah. I think those three things kind of cover it. Yep. Uh, Russia. Oh, for sure. Well, yeah. That's... Great Wall of China. Yeah. All right. Hit it. That was a controversial exactly, topic exactly. in the early 80s. Uh-huh. So, Dungeons & Dragons at the time, uh, I think Dungeons & Dragons was really popularized in the late 70s. The game had existed before then and it it really came to pop culture forefront in the late 70s and early 80s. And me and my brother and our friends were a little bit younger than the target demographic. I feel like D&D target demographic was early teens. Mm-hmm. And, we, and I was like eight, I think, when the show was on. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were already playing Dungeons and Dragons and we really loved it, but we were playing it in a style that really made no sense and would offend <laughs> hardcore D&D players. But isn't that the, the whole point of the game is that it's sort of like whatever you want it to be? It is. And it's, it's, it's sort of like the beauty the, of it. Yeah. It's up to the dungeon master as to okay. how strict he wants to be or whatever. We were just dungeon, ma- we were just DMing ourselves. Uh-huh. So we didn't know what we were doing. You guys didn't think to call him like an older guy to come dungeon master right. for, for the group of kids? <laughs> for for the little kids, yeah. Okay. That'd, that'd be a little creepy. That's kind of where this show goes, but we'll get into that later. But <laughs> right, right, yeah. Continue. And, and so, so when the show, I remember we, we had already been playing Dungeons and Dragons when the show came out and we were really excited when we heard about it and then we saw it. You were not it. let down. Well, we saw it and I think we, we were a little bit older than the target demographic for the show. Okay. A little younger for D&D itself. Okay. But this show, I th- I feel like, is placed well below the demographic <laughs> for actual D&D players. Well, the, we'll, we'll go over that. I think the funny thing is that it's it, it's equal parts. Uh, jokes are like aimed at eight-year-olds, it seems like. Yes. But the subject matter seems like it's aimed for maybe like 22, 23 mm-hmm. or so. They try to throw everything in the show. <laughs> There, there's got to be something for every possible demographic. Um, yeah, I noticed in some of my research on the show, and I'm actually not, I've never played Dungeons and Dragons in my life, so mm-hmm. this is sort of a, uh, a new venture for me, um, seeing this side of it. I think I'm ready to play now, having watched this, yep. I, can, I can see got the appeal. Pumped. I'm ready to be a, um, a Cavalier. Cavalier. Or was that what he was? So, that's one of the things too about the show, but Cavalier wasn't actually a D&D class. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> So this neither, show, neither, mis- this show totally misled me. This show is basically a fantasy cartoon with the D and D label on top. Okay, it doesn't really use a whole lot of D and D lore. So if I'm in love with this show, what game should I play? Like Candyland. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> As I was saying, the uh, doing some research on it, it turns out that I believe the show was maybe produced by Marvel back when it first came out, and it was also animated by uh, Toei. And Japan, which is well known for Sailor Moon, amongst other things, um, oh, a very yeah. big animation company over in Japan, and they have done various work on U.S. properties. But 
I thought that was uh, really awesome to see that, that they had something to do with this. Um, mm. Yeah, so I guess the show was aired in 1983, lasted for roughly three seasons, um, and it actually was able to get some pretty uh, awesome ratings in that time from what I was reading, yeah. um, believe it or not. And uh, there was also some points in time which various um, parental guidance groups tried to get the show censored in some ways uh, mm-hmm. because of some of the more dark content, especially one of the episodes that we'll be discussing. Um, do you have anything else to mention? That, in, in relation to that, D&D was actually going through the same. The game itself yeah, yeah, was going it's, through the same sort of censorship. It was sort of a reaction to that, right? I remember my parents were, more, were concerned that we knew nothing about the Bible, but <laughs> knew everything about the DM guide, which was <laughs> disturbing to them. Okay. But let me ask you this. Does the Bible let you be whatever you want to be? You can pick whatever character you want. You can be Jesus if you want to. <laughs> Isn't that what the Bible says? I want to be Moses. But I guess my point is that D&D, to some extent, what I've always appreciated about it, even though I've never played it, is, uh, you know, you take apart those, like, hardcore dungeon master. The idea is, like, the hardcore dungeon master who has these set of rules uh, that you can just kind of jump in there and do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of appreciate that level of creativity uh, alongside basically showing it to, to kids in the teenage, like, realm, which is right around the time in your life when you're most likely to drop off creativity in order to join... Try to figure out what clique you belong to, you know what I mean? Right, and right. just totally shed any part of individuality. Especially at that time when there was yeah. no internet. You basically, yeah, yeah. all you had was pop culture. Exactly. So, uh, Dungeons and Dragons seemed like a nice mm-hmm. uh, escape for that at the time. Yep. Do you remember any particular, like, cases of bad things happening with D&D players in the time that particularly freaked out your parents? One thing that was related, I think, was the the... I want to say it was some metal band, like Judas Priest or something like that, mm-hmm. with with backmasking and, uh, you know, they blame backmasking for a kid's suicide or something. And I think the kid was also playing D&D. So there was something like loosely related there. <laughs> it was a while ago, so I can't remember. But, D&D might have been related. Don't let your children play it. <laughs> it they basically were, yeah, taking yeah. like every idea from D&D and saying, look, this is satanic. You know, well, the same thing happened with comic books in like the, what, the 50s, I guess, with the comics uh, censorship code or whatever it was mm-hmm. called and um you know it's all just basically a witch hunt for parents to try to figure out something besides their own parenting to blame right they're fucked up kids on right <laughs> <laughs> so i would say that the popularity of the show might have been impacted by that kind of um you're not supposed to be watching it or having anything to do with dungeon and dragons at the time sure maybe more to... so than a game with orcs and dwarves would have been at the time had it not been for parents saying hey don't do this you know right what I mean? so right that's kind of consistently uh a marker through history of um, uh, viewership or you know gains in popularity. Yeah, if if all you had, if you were nerdy enough to be into this sort of thing, and this was the notoriety you could get, was that you were playing Dungeons and Dragons? Then you know that's the most most of us ever got. <laughs> yeah, was that's that's like the coolest we were we ever were. Yeah. <laughs> so so good good on us. That's the D D kids. Look out. <laughs> Um, all right, cool. So we're going to be talking about the first episode, which is entitled "The Night of No Tomorrow." Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll watch the intro here, and I want to say some things about the intro. <laughs> I like the circus polka music, <laughs> standard. Wow, Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> That's Eric. He's quite a douchebag. Yeah, these. So the kids have basically been on a roller coaster ride that's yeah. Dungeons and Dragons related, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they're transported to the world of Dungeons and Dragons world. Exactly, and now the dungeon master, who's a really creepy-looking elf character, uh, is giving them powers pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's Vingar. He's the uh, the villain of the show. Mm-hmm. Avenger, the force Avenger. of evil. Avenger, I said Vengar. <laughs> your guide in the realm of Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay, so this intro is all we get for context <laughs> as to how these kids magically, they don't show them playing Dungeons and Dragons at all. Yeah. You know, they might have not even played the game and just knew what Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> I don't was. think any of these kids played the game. Maybe yeah. Presto did because he's kind of a dork. But yeah. That's about it. I mean, yep. there's like two jockey kind of kids and then mm-hmm. two pretty cool looking athletic girls mm-hmm. and like a little brother who wouldn't be having anything to do with this game yeah, because the, he's like the, seven. The girl would never allow 
the little, exactly. kid, the little boy exactly. to be involved in any way. So it's interesting that the, they they have, as far as I know, no other backstory yeah. to, to the show other than that original intro. So For sure. So there you go. I wonder why... Um, it's like this. This ride has to have been written before. You can see in the, in the opening <laughs> credits that there are people in line. Was it just yeah, them? somehow these are the first kids that this has ever happened to? At least this, we assume so. So let me let me drop a theory I have on you. Okay. Okay. I think that the show is all about. Um, well, I, I have a few possibilities actually. First off, maybe these kids, um, uh, maybe they're hallucinating. Maybe they dropped some acid True. beforehand. Mm-hmm. I think actually everyone but Bobby dropped acid. And they went on this trip. Now, Bobby, he, he's eight, seven. Okay. Mm-hmm. He still has a rampant imagination. He hasn't been destroyed by the sure, school he, system He's just yet. going with it. He's going, yeah, yeah, he's like, okay, the, I don't know what's going on, but I'm cool being the barbarian. Better than acid. Yeah, this is, is better than acid. A little like, kid's imagination. So, uh, I think the rest of the kids, being roughly teenage level, they decided, you know, well, we are going to drop acid anyway. Mm-hmm. Sheila got stuck with her, rubber, with her brother Bobby. We'll just do it anyway. It's cool. He'll, he'll tag yeah, along. He won't know what's going on. That's a possibility. Another possibility mm-hmm. would be that... Um, I think Dungeon Master is a real Dungeon Master in real life. Think like um, Zero was it Zero Charisma, the movie yeah. that came out last. Think think of that kind of guy, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he lives with his grandma. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of friends. And at this point in time, everyone's abandoned him because his uh, Dungeon Master rules are so stringent. He doesn't have anyone to play with, right? Yeah. Okay, but check it out. He goes to this theme park and finds these kids on the Dungeons and Dragons ride. He decides to kidnap them. <laughs> And then he bring them back to his house to play uh, Dungeons and Dragons with him. Nothing, I mean, like, that's as bad as it gets. He just kidnaps him. He doesn't, he's not creepy. Well, that's pretty fucking creepy, actually. But it didn't get worse than that. But Pan's Labyrinth style, these kids go into this fantasy realm in sure. order to deal to with the trauma. Yeah. To deal with the trauma of being kidnapped right. by an adult. Right. And, uh, yeah, so this is basically what happens. Is like they're, they're, they're forced the rest of the series to uh, deal with Dungeon Magic, Dungeon dungeon Masters, stupid rules. Mm-hmm. Um and attempt to survive the charade that is his life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what that's that. Poor and Dungeon Master. The more just, he, I don't know. Poor Dungeon Master. Just, he's kidnapping some fucking kids, But he's man. so messed up. That, yeah, he's know, pretty he messed up. He has no choice. I think so. He has I mean, to live out his game. Could you, could you see that watching the show? That, that might be a I guess that's definitely a valid theory. I mean, Dungeon Master's a creep. And he yeah. doesn't help these kids out at all. He's like completely... If he's... Yeah. Well, I think we'll get into that as we watch the show about <laughs> about how his powers are used, yeah. you know, and the sort of Gandalf-esque yeah. way is that he just doesn't use them until <laughs> he just feels like it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's very lazy. And, and associate, I think that's related to an, an idea I had about it was that this is actually real, but they are kidnapping everyone that goes on that ride. <laughs> Somehow nobody noticed, like the ride attendants. They were just like, oh, they're just disappearing. I don't know. So, so you think it's an entire group of D&Ders who are, yeah. who are kidnapping these kids? And yeah. somewhere in this that's world, pretty they're, they're all nefarious. That's where the dungeon master is going. He's not around all the time. Okay. So he's out, you know, scoping out all these different groups and making sure they're all getting in trouble. Okay. <laughs> So that's another. <laughs> they're all playing the game properly, right? So yeah, with that, with that idea and, and concept, we'll start the night, night of no tomorrow. tomorrow. Written by Mark Evanier. Keep going. From up here, we may be able to see which way to go to get home. So yeah, basically the whole idea is the kids can't get home, and besides being plagued by the dungeon master's stupid riddles, wow. <laughs> They're trying to get home. And that was Uni. You want to talk about Uni? Uni? Well, we'll go into... I think there's a good scene for Uni to be showcased here soon. Let me try. Hello? 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 Sheila, can't you do something about your little brother? He's not bothering anyone. So Eric is is a total dickhead. Bobby doesn't do anything except just do the echo thing. Eric is a jerk. Eric's a dickhead. Eric is, is like this flinty New York Italian kid. Who I don't know how he wound up with these other kids who are obviously not you know they they don't have the stereotypical New York accent or that, anything. Yeah, like that's that, the other odd thing is that this is an odd group of people to be around. Like, sure, like the jock kids wouldn't hang out with Presto, the nerdy guy. Yeah, yeah. They're like all together at the amusement park for some reason. I wonder if they didn't like if they're like um, pranking Presto in some way, <laughs> make him think that they're buddies He's with him or something. He yeah. does get utilized. It seems like a lot more than the other kids. That's true. Yeah, in, yeah. in their adventures. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's easy to do something with a magician, but what the fuck's a cavalier? You know what I mean? Exactly. He just has a shield, basically. All right. Think of a way to get us out of this freaky place and back home. If there is a way home. Don't worry. There is, and we'll find it. I hope. Come on, Uni. You try. 
Hank's like the all-American boy, basically. Yeah, he's, he he's the Boy Scout. He is. Oh God. <laughs> answered by Uni's answered by Tiamat the Dragon. Tiamat, okay. No, so in D and D lore, Tiamat is like one of the like godlike creatures in D and D. Okay, so Tiamat is actually a character in D and D. It's it is definitely a, uh, an official like monster uh-huh. in the D and D pantheon. Mm-hmm. These kids are like level one two hit point um, adventurers. Coming across Tiamat. <laughs> so one, this would never ever happen. Actually, I like the dirtiest of that statement. Uh, this is not realistic <laughs> in any potential not realistic way. In, in the D&D world. It's just, you know, if, if this happened, the characters would just die just looking at Tiamat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some power that she has. Oh, by the way, I want to mention real quick that um, Uni is quite possibly the laziest name the writers could have come up yes. with for the fucking unicorn. unicorn. Let's, uh, let's watch a little bit. And Uni has a scene that's coming up that I just want to Tear apart. I keep wanting to jump to Uni. It's like, let's talk about Uni. It's so easy. <laughs> Tiamat is pissed. <laughs> Bobby with his little stick. Bobby's really cocksure for an eight year old. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Hank got some really good aim too because we'll talk, yeah we'll talk about Hank's bow it's confusing as to what his powers are yeah. nice scream though that's a piss scream <laughs> also Bobby's able to just appear like, across yes it make any sense. teleportation powers yeah, yeah yeah I didn't realize barbarians had that ability yes it's a, it's a racial thing Bobby you can't just go charging off like that aw sis <laughs> I could have handled her. <sighs> Sheesh. I don't blame you for being scared of that dragon. Nice maneuver, pupil. <laughs> the Dungeon Master. Why does Dungeon Master always have one eye? Oh, wait, can you remind him quick? He always seems like he has one eye a little bit lazier than the other, yes. you know what I mean? There's something very off-settling about Dungeon well, Master's ap- appearance, as if he was dropped in the head several times <laughs> when he was a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like, his head's very... Uh, <laughs> it's lemon shaped Yes, it is. Yeah, and, it's very and, oddly shaped. He, he might be dropping something else as well. <laughs> Wait, can you remind me real quick? Because I want to hear the Let's way see. that Presta says this line. I love this for some reason. Check this out. Where did you come from? <laughs> Presta okay. sounds kind of creeped yeah. out a little bit. Oh, hold on. Be real quiet. Listen. Listen. I've had it with your riddles. Now give us a straight answer. Listen to the weird once. ass. Let me get out of this world. Patience, Cavalier. All things <laughs> have a purpose. Including- do you, do you- <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but I was I was listening to it last night, and there's this sound that's going like, <laughs> like that. That is Uni. That's Uni's little name sound. That's so they're keeping it consistent it, throughout the episode. I yes, like that. Yeah, it, just it, it uh, just lay down a bed of Uni going. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's it's less okay. like a horse neighing sound and more like a f- nasty farting sound. <laughs> so that this this brings us to the scene that I really wanted to talk about. Uni. Uh-huh. Okay. So, Uni is the Jar Jar Binks of the show. Yes, for sure. Uh, which I have the feeling George Lucas actually took a cue from the show <laughs> in creating Jar Jar Binks. I really love that Uni character. He's so effective. He's just so good with the kids. Um, so, Guys, I was watching Dungeons well, & Dragons last night. Everyone knows the 1983 television series. And... Uh, is that a pretty good I, George that's Lucas? That's pretty good, yeah. Cool. I have the feeling... He was, he was big enough at that point that I feel like he had some six degrees of separation from the show uh-huh. producing wise somehow uh-huh. <laughs> he, he somehow had some influence on it so <laughs> I, was, I was token up a split the other night <laughs> go ahead <laughs> so uni is is there uni is also like the my little pony of the okay. show yeah, i yeah. think my little pony was was out at things. the same time yeah uh-huh. and actually i think uni's a she now do you think uni oh you're okay she probably I is think it's pink do you think uni and, is dungeons and dragons um trying to uh, bring in a slight female aspect to the Absolutely. show, trying to garner some female viewership or something, and not just female, but little girls, okay. because you have you have the older girls uh-huh. who who might appeal to teenage girls, uh-huh. and then you have Bobby, who's the little kid who the cor- the kids. corporation that you know the committee that designed the show was like, oh, okay, we need this demographic or whatever. So so Uni Uni is, is the both the Jar Jar Binks and My Little Pony, which is like a which is like a death sentence in like all. <laughs> All geek culture would basically uh-huh. sacrifice this this character. Okay. Uni is voiced by a guy named, I think it's Frank Wellner. Uh-huh. And I was so disturbed by this nasty farting sound that Uni was making that I was like, 
who came up with this? I want him ridiculed. So I looked him up on I, I looked him up on IMDb. This guy's filmography is gigantic. Okay, cool. This guy has been in everything. <laughs> now, was he Jar Jar Binks? I I I didn't look in that era <laughs> of IMDb, so I'm not sure if he actually. He might I would not have, let's be surprised. Just say he was. Let's can we just look it up real quick? And we'll no, let's just okay. jump and see. Okay. Well, we'll say he was Jar Jar Binks, <laughs> but he's done a lot of legit stuff too. He was actually some of Spock's screams in Star Trek Three. Oh, nice. He. Uh, he was he is the voice of Tiamat in the show as well. Okay. So those legit screams that you heard uh-huh. were also the same guy that does you. Nice. Does he do which, a lot of the does he do a lot of the animals that make random noises and say words throughout the random noises like the the fairy in the fifth episode? Oh yeah. Um he goes, there's danger. <laughs> I have a feeling that's him. I didn't look it up. I didn't okay. see the credits after that show. So. Unlikely. Yeah, most likely. It does sound <laughs> like him. So this guy is both to be ridiculed and admired because he does have a huge career at this and okay. it's very impressive. So he so whether you like him or not, he was able to, to make something out of it. Yes. That's pretty so impressive. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. He could have come up with a much better uni sound, <laughs> but we'll we'll give him that. So <laughs> Is that all about uni? Do we want to move on there? No, that's something that gets spin-off show though, all about uni. <laughs> oh, oh Yes, and one other thing too is that, you know, in D D itself, you would never have a freaking baby unicorn <laughs> as your it's not even like a familiar, it's just this random you know I, I don't know. I, I guess we can get super geeky and go into how rare unicorns actually are in, in all sorts of genres of, of fantasy geek. Are unicorns seen in in D D or no? They're in there. They're in the monster manual okay. for sure, uh-huh. but it's not something like you would have as a pet. So, which... this, so this is very much shoehorned into the show. Yes. Okay. In the same way the cavalier is. Yeah, yeah. Cavalier okay. and acrobat. I think acrobat wasn't a uh, okay. class either. Um, while we're paused here, and we might just cut this out, but what class did you catch? What class uh, Bobby's sister is? Bobby's sister is a thief. A she thief. Is a thief. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That makes sense because she can go. She can. All right, here we go. Your presence here. Hmm. Tonight is the celebration Sulky. in the village Yeah, Eric has his arms crossed. He's a dickhead. You will journey to the north for it. There you may find something that will help <laughs> you get home. Huh? was once at the mercy of flying dragons. This is pretty <laughs> wicked, I gotta say. This is nice. Nice dragon effect Anytime you're bringing dragons into like a kid show, I'm, I'm slightly down. <laughs> That's a very anime anime. Like, it's, it's very reminiscent of anime animation of the time, uh, the way Vinger looks. Really? Yeah, I would this say so. And I know you, you haven't watched many anime series, have you? I think the only thing concurrent with this was maybe Speed Racer. I think maybe it was earlier. No, Speed Racer would have been like the... You see, I'm talking about, sort of talking about him ass now, but it might have been in America at that point in time. Yeah. But I believe Speed Racer is a 60s or 70s oh, damn. Okay. show. The 80s would have been more like maybe Voltron? Oh, yeah, Voltron. Robotech was was maybe well, late, a little Robotech's later. actually um, uh, consists of a, like three, I think two or three other anime series. That they cut uh-huh. up and, and stuck into Robotech and then shipped that across the East. Oh, no Robotech kidding. was, uh, pr- well, I think it was shown in America during the 80s, but it might have been a part of shows that were from the 70s. Once again, I'm talking uh-huh. about talking on my ass at this point in time, but I do believe Anime Voltron expert. would have been. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do believe Voltron would have been concurrent with this series yeah. to a degree. Yep. But uh, yeah. Very good. So the, the uh, Vinger, Vinger? I think so. Vinger. 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 Okay. Like a Vinger. just say... Vingar, whatever you want to call him. We'll just go with it. It's, v, it's the, v, v? the V guy, yeah, yeah. So his eyes are like badly crossed in the <laughs> shot. True, they he are looks extremely crossed. unthreatening, and <laughs> except that his the background is all on fire. I mean, he's got the fangs, but that could just be some teeth issues he yeah. needs to work out. You know, he's maybe he hasn't of, been to the dentist in a while. Maybe his um, canines are kind of shooting down yeah. further than they need to be. And that's all he's got too. Known as Venger. Venger, you're right. Venger. You shall know his newest face by his white. Wait a minute, Dungeon Master, you have white hair. <laughs> it's a trap. Wait, Dungeon Master. But does he mean his hair hair? <laughs> so what the hell? How does that happen? Uni follows him behind the rock, and then he still doesn't know where he went to. Well, he wouldn't he, see, wouldn't he even see him disappear? I guess Uni saw him disappear but was confused by that. But he can't really express that. All he can go is go... <laughs> Which disgusting. I like the the combination of dialogue is he always does that. I think it's cool. I'm worried. So it's like that's that's like you can tell that the, that the writer was like, okay, right, we got to shoehorn in some lines for some of these characters. I haven't got to say anything yet. Yeah. Like as a writer, sometimes you feel like has everyone gotten to say something? 
So Sheila's saying, I'm worried, I think is an indicator of like, Sheila needs to say something. Here, it's you know? setting up her character. I mean, I guess we're She's, developing character at this you're point. You're worried all the time. <laughs> and plus too, this this also speaks to the fact that this show feels like it was des- it was written by committee. It was just yeah, like, oh, yeah. we have to throw in <laughs> everybody's perspective on everything. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that nobody feels left out. Yeah, exactly. So go kids. Okay, so now they've decided to go on an adventure. A waste of time. Crazy desert tree land. Oh, I didn't catch that. So he's a little rich boy. Oh man, Eric is such a rich kid. I did not nail that. I just we'll, thought he was a... We'll get street. to that in the second one, but he's like... Eric is the the quintessential 1%. In fact, I believe Aaron is like the 0.01%. <laughs> I think Aaron's dad might be like... Eric. I don't know. Aaron, that's Aaron? Yeah, yeah, Eric, my bad. I think Eric's dad might be... Um, maybe he's an oil tycoon. Politician, Dungeons and Dragons creator, yeah. perhaps. Gary, my dad created this game. I don't need to be here. I don't want to offend Gary. Uh, I, I'm not sure how you say his name. Gyjax or Gygax or um, is that the creator of D and D? Creator of D and D. He is a co-producer on this show. Okay. So he did have some say. I don't want to piss him off. I think he did die recently. So really, but I, I do have massive respect for the guy. He's amazing. Well, here's a question I have: Is did what does he make money off of some of this stuff? I mean, he obviously made money off the show, I'm sure, but are there are there versions of D&D that you walk into a store and you buy? I mean, oh, you sure. can just kind of go home and play it, right, on paper or whatever? You need the rule books, and you need, you the, need the rule you books. Need dice, so that's how it makes the money. Accessories, okay. what have you. Yeah, so. I'm always intrigued by people who are um, making their own, like, board game or role-playing game at home. It's very intriguing mm-hmm. to me. I would never do it. It seems like a complete waste of time, but I anyone does. The amount of work that must have gone into this game. <laughs> And, play, and this is nothing compared to the games that are out that yeah. are being produced these days. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, all right, continue. Peanut butter and banana sandwich. Mm. Now I'm hungry too, Bobby. Leave it to me. I'll produce some magic burgers. <laughs> the last time you tried this, we wound up with live turkeys. Can I help it if my hat thought it was Thanksgiving? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Abra, come here. Magic burgers appear. <laughs> Man. Wow. So a live cow appeared yeah, instead of a hamburger. Exactly. And all the kids are laughing. Yeah, laughing. So I kind of like my burgers a little more well done than that. <laughs> <laughs> Diana got him a nice iceberg. <laughs> let's keep walking. There's got to be something out there. Do you Aryan like Hank? Leader. Hank, Hank is our is Aryan youth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's That's why I like Hank. I, I can relate to him. <laughs> he's you blonde hair, blue like eyed, and really good looking. He's a, yeah. he's a natural born leader. I mean, all these things. <laughs> You know, I relate to but for he, sure. He is a nice guy. He's he's much nicer than I would assume Aryan youth would be. Yeah, he and is. he do, and he does have like a, a minority in the party, which is <laughs> which is good. So um, he can be kind of dickish, but yeah, at times. But for the most part, he's he wants to keep on track and make sure that things are going smoothly, and I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, whereas Eric is just so annoyingly written that yeah. any other character is, is favorable to him. Agreed. According to this, Merlin's castle. Merlin's castle. So we're conflating like two separate worlds here. According to legend, Merlin can do anything, even get us home. If Merlin can't, no one can. Uh, <laughs> I like this castle that way. <laughs> that's the way we just came. We couldn't have missed it. Not a whole castle. <laughs> well, according to Thank you for your contribution. Right here. <laughs> I don't get it. I do. We forgot to look up. Wow. Uh, smart girl. No, hold on a second. Cue Miyazaki's yeah. whole movie. <laughs> exactly. Hey, see, so you knew some stuff. Uh, see, but like that, that really tripped me out because everyone seemed confused mm-hmm. as to where the castle was, except for Diana. Mm-hmm. She was like, we forgot to look up. But then Presta goes, where'd you think it'd be? And then why didn't he speak up? I don't understand. It's like, <laughs> well, he's a nerd. He's So he has these some self-confidence are, issues. Yeah, the, he's lucky that these kids are hanging out with him. He knows it. So he's 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 what we were talking about earlier, like completely dropping all signs of individuality in order to be a part of the group. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Definitely. So he didn't want to be the one individual to be like, "Hey guys, I think Merlin's castle is above us." <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. I feel oh, you. If I feel he was that. wrong, he would just yeah. Now yeah. is that you might you seem to know fantasy stuff better than I do? Is it common knowledge that Merlin's uh, castle is in the sky? I don't think that's in any lore whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so Presto's wrong on two counts here. <laughs> he didn't mention it earlier when apparently he knew it, and there's no logical reason for him to know. Well, look, where else would it be? 
except for the fact that Merlin's a magician. But I mean, it well, could also be underwater. Be underground. Yeah, yeah so it could be underwater for that. In matter. another dimension. How exactly. About that? I think Presto just wanted to sound cool. Mm-hmm. I think he thinks as a magician that he's supposed to know things he doesn't know. That comes up a lot. Yeah, <laughs> he feels he definitely feels inferior. Yeah, he's a, yeah he's, he's a, a, a sincere uh, inferiority complex. I'd yep. say as the nerd of the group, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Us get home. Someone's gonna have to help us get to Merlin. Hey, look, hmm. a ladder. Convenient. Everyone, follow me. <laughs> there goes the leadership. Finally, yeah. we're gonna meet a real wizard. Snob. Iceberg. As a wizard, I'm no whiz. Thank God, Uni cannot climb this ladder and is out of the show for at least five minutes. Oh god. Wow. He's so he's so happy. It's just it's painful. Even Jar Jar is much more preferable to Uni. <laughs> no, I like that iceberg. Cuz uh, they they just totally Oh, do we Eric was like um <laughs> Eric said something like, "Hey, this reminds my parents' house back in the album." Oh. <laughs> What's the Wow. <laughs> My folks have a place just like this. Oh, you f- in the mountains. God damn it. Why don't you just say, wait, what's that, what's that area of New York? That, that the Hamptons. The, the Hamptons, yes. He's basically, yeah, he's just saying that they're on the Hamptons. Remember what the dungeon master said and the, about Venger. And the best part is that he goes, I wish I was there. And the press goes, we wish you were there, too. Nice burn. Nice burn, yeah. Maybe you'd like to try. Oh, no thanks. I've just step on that cloud there. That's exactly. This looks like my department. So Diana, the acrobat's jumping out. Go Diana. I like Diana. Stick. Yeah, she's, Diana's she's pretty awesome. I gotta say, I like both the girls actually. They're both, mm. they're both pretty she like made... independent women. You know they're what practical. Mean? Yeah. <clears throat> they are dependent on the males to get them around. Yep. So uh, Diana got the drawbridge down to this gigantic castle. Uh, the same one that Hello? Eric said his family basically had in, in the Hamptons. <laughs> and so they've gone inside. And here's Merlin. What brings you here? Is it Merlin, though? He's Merlin. He knows everyone. I don't well, know. Let's watch him find <laughs> I know one thing. He's petting his white hair. He's petting a white hair. He also has white hair, but a gray beard. Yeah, that's true. He's both Saruman and Gandalf in Sorry, Merlin. We were warned that an enemy of ours just ask him about I like how much the, the writers hit home the hair thing. Like, I can't grow any hair. H A I R. Hair. Please notice, children. Your Sherlock Holmes education. Did you notice how when he opened the door, the rabbit just stayed perfectly balanced on his arm? I did not notice it. Not the rabbit. The hair. The hair. Hair has evil eyes. Many years ago. Good hand movement. I feel like um, the kids are really rude and abrupt with like the best wizard of all time. Right. No one really seems to care too much about his legacy except for Presto. Yeah. Now, see, Dungeon Master told us this already. <laughs> Bobby reminds me of the kid who like gets a present like I got this last year. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're not supposed you, to do that. You were talking to the wizard that single-handedly like created the wizard like. Genre, or he's like yeah. the father of all wizards. I think if this is really Merlin and he wouldn't try to play some trick, he'd be like, Get the fuck out of my castle. <laughs> Give some me some respect. goddamn respect, you kids. Or exactly. he would just teleport them. So, yeah, exactly. He's obviously enjoying their company. Maybe so. Maybe he's very lonely. I think, each, I think uh, each kid that was bratty, he would send them off and wait till the other kids screw up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. This episode, the kids <laughs> disappear again. <laughs> and his good magic drove out evil. The dragons were gone forever. Hmm. Oh, brother. <laughs> Every year, Helix celebrates the How, Why is his eyes yellow? Said, I don't know. Hey, great story there, you know, but I didn't come to listen Sarcasm, to kid. Now, if you're not going to help us Merlin. get home, I'm leaving. What impresses Eric, do you think? Bags money. of money? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, on second thought... He does get scared pretty easily, Yeah, so. he's, he's, a, he's pissing his pants constantly. Yeah. Wait, wait, you gotta run this real quick. You gotta run this. So check out the way that Whoa. they check out the way that they react to TML here. Eric is obviously frightened. His hair flies up on end for half a second. <laughs> Lame. It we sounds like you just stepped in some gum. Like, oh man, there's shoe on my foot. Oh man, it's TML. Not again. It just adds to it that you say he's like one of the one of the most like yes om- ominous forces in the D and D universe. Definitely. Oh man, not, not TML. Again. Yeah, she's everywhere. 
Okay, so I keep I keep putting male figures under these. Under Team Matt is a she. Team Matt's yes. a she. Yes. Uni is most likely a she. Most likely. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Diana's a she. Hopefully. Okay. Gotcha. Transgender. <laughs> hey man, we're, we're looking know. forward now. We're That's, cool with that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm nothing against transgender. <laughs> a dragon. Bobby. A. I love that A. Line. Not oh, me. <laughs> yeah. One thing to notice about <laughs> one thing to notice about Tiamat is that she is a dragon that has like all the other colors of dragon uh-huh. as her heads. Yeah. So she has like all their powers. Okay. That's why okay. she's so powerful. In okay, world. I gotcha. And so, so is she four headed, five headed? It's five, four, five headed. Five headed. Okay. And you can see that like the different breaths that come out of the dragon when she when she attacks when she or does breath thing. She does them all at once. So gotcha. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Go Merlin. Skilled. Now, Vinger didn't have to save him there. Yeah, I just totally spoiled it, but you know. Mer- Merlin didn't have to save him, knowing what we know about Merlin. He didn't have to save right. Robbie there, but he did. So maybe that character that we find out he is eventually is It's been 12 lost. hours since I watched this show, and I can't actually remember what happens at the end. All right, well, you're going to so be surprised just, here. He seems like a cool dude right now, <laughs> so I'm going to go with that. I'll keep her busy. Once again, his magic bow that has different powers each time he yeah. uses it. Yeah, it's very much like doing marketing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like whatever needs to be. This way, everyone. <laughs> Once again, Diana is the smartest person in the party. Diana is totally the smartest one on the She's show, which is pretty pretty uh, progressive for yep. the 1980s. Yep. Although you did have the Cosby show back then, I guess. What's that? The Cosby show was like 86, maybe. Oh, that's true. Maybe, maybe this inspired the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Maybe Cosby saw African-American women in strong roles and yep. thought, why am I not making a show? <laughs> So now we know the the rest of the story. This influences everything. Yeah. <laughs> what trap? This is the reason why Reagan ran for a second term, <laughs> right? The dungeon. That D and G shit. I gotta keep it going. <laughs> this piece that's playing in the background, I think it's it's a famous orchestral piece. I wouldn't know. I like it though. Yeah. Okay, okay, so Presto, they basically chase down to this dungeon area um, by Tiamal. Tiamat. Tiamat, my bad. And uh, they opened up a hole mm-hmm. and it. opened up a rug. Now, do you think Tiamat... <laughs> so they're basically coaxing Tiamat to walk on yeah. the, the rug and fall so in the hole. She fell in the hole. Obviously can't burn up the wooden door on the hole with her fire breath. <laughs> So maybe she hasn't quite mastered firing <laughs> upward. You know what I I'm guess, saying? Yeah, the fire might fall back on her. I yeah. Also, we don't know how far down the hole goes. That's it true. It could be an infinite hole. That is true. Maybe she's falling in the castle. Oh, whoa! It's a hole. So she fell back to, down to the ground. It's in, we're floating in the sky here. Whoa! That doesn't make any sense. Right? So unless she would just fly on, back in. <laughs> yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless they they're very high in the castle at this point in time. Well, that's true. Because then it could still hit the bottom. But yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Maybe she's flying through some clouds right now. Yep. We don't know. This is actually the, the this hole was actually the waste. Uh... <laughs> Somehow I don't think anyone waste in disposal exactly. unit of the castle. <laughs> Did you throw the shit down the dungeon hole yet? <laughs> but they were directly below the castle and they didn't show a bunch of shit on that's the ground. True, so that's true. That's true. So it's going somewhere. Yeah. That is, so floating castles, where does the shit go? Yep. That's a good question. Well, he is magic. I guess he can... <laughs> Use it for some spell or something. That's true. That's true. That's what I call teamwork. Let's get out of here. Oh, Merlin, here's your rabbit. Thank you, my child. But it's not a rabbit. It's, it's a hair. H a r e, and it's white. Did someone tell you to watch out with someone with a white hair? No. 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 I'm 70 years young, my lad. <laughs> the age where I begin searching for one to teach my secrets to. One like this one. That one? Me? Indeed. I, I got chosen for something? For the Samaritan? I can teach Maryland's you all basically, my basically telling Pretzel that you can teach him. Stay yep. here for the rest of your life. <laughs> Which doesn't make any sense. And or imprisoning him. Yeah, so why does, yes. why does Pretzel need to stay there for the rest of his life? It, 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 has to, it has to be a clear choice. Like, he can't just... Uh, this is a major choice for him. He can't well, just say, sure, but, I'm going to learn stuff and leave. But yeah, but but why does... There's no logical reason why it has to take in the rest of his life to learn all these things when <laughs> Marilyn's obviously going to die eventually, which is why he's passing <laughs> on his... After he dies, why can't he leave the castle? 
Oh, does that mean even after Merlin dies? Yeah, because he said uh, he didn't say yeah, you have to save the rest of, of my life. Yeah, he said you have to save the rest of your I life. I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good point. There's no reason behind it besides having to give Presto this dilemma, basically. Right. And it's delivered so straightforward. <laughs> you can either, if you want my powers, you have to stay here for the rest of your life. <laughs> so what's the point of having the power? Yeah, there's no reason to give it. Exactly. <laughs> you can just basically make things appear within the castle, which is already magical. Right. I don't know. Go ahead. Good point. <laughs> If Merlin's not gonna help us get home, I say we shove off for that Helix place, shove huh? Off. Eric, I love Eric's phrases. No. Another time he calls someone a heel. I like Merlin, them. Do you? No way. Slang. Presto would never leave us. <laughs> Farewell. <laughs> Later, suckers. To stay become my apprentice. <laughs> I love that. He would never leave us. <laughs> I'm gonna leave you guys. Presto, are you sure? Uh, I'm sure. We're too cool. He looks really yeah. frightened as if Merlin's like kind of maybe poisoned him or something like his his there's, tricked him into staying it's there's, almost like he's got a gun in his back or yeah, something. yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> his eyes are like please help me he's shivering call and me. sweating at the same time his pants have like a wet spot around call the police yeah. um <laughs> so, yeah and and the thing is that they said it like you know merlin or sorry uh, presto will never leave because this once again reinforces that they are way too cool to have that kid in their party <laughs> and they think he knows it yeah yeah for sure so and what well, there's not much fighting like are you sure well if you're sure okay, wait then, a second guys, yeah. let's, go to, oh, let's go everybody <laughs> you, know I mean? <laughs> well, you know always making fun of him when his magic tricks backfire oh this is kind of sweet actually they yeah. kind of reconsider their actions mm -hmm. i need you later there's dragons in the, the dragon suit in my dungeon you with the dragon how the answers to all questions are contained in this book. Stir the cauldron and... But that is a small-ass book. <laughs> That's true. The entirety <laughs> of life exists in this book. Every, everything is just so well set up. Like, yep. Well, I mean, I guess I understand why, because we eventually find that out. But I just like how Merlin's like, okay, this book is pretty fucking awesome. Get to work on that cauldron now. <laughs> Don't look at this book. Don't press this shiny button. Exactly. Yep. Until I return. Yeah, sure. But Presto has Absolutely. no resolve. Mm -hmm. He's like stirs for five seconds sure. and he's like, let's go find this book out. It's gotta be in here someplace. A spell to get us all home. But at least he has a good heart. He, mm -hmm. he, I mean, he could be like trying to figure out how to this make himself it. some money or get mm -hmm. some ladies, but for sure. he wants to get let's everyone home. So now he's looked up a recipe and the magic the book and he's trying to put his spell together. Yeah. Token witchcraft ingredients <laughs> here. Spider balls. I don't think they're ever used. <laughs> I don't think they're ever used in D&D. <laughs> So they don't have spider balls in D&D? No spider balls. Dragons appear. <laughs> now does that dragon have a uh, hipster mustache? <laughs> Merlin, it's, I think it's a little too thin to be hipster. Okay, it's, gotcha. Hipster mustache is really thick. It's got a John Waters mustache. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merlin! Merlin! Where are you? <laughs> the, a lot of the voice actors never really go too crazy with their... They don't want to go over the top. They go. They sure. kind of under everything. Yeah. That would get you and your friends back home, Merlin becomes correct? evil in, yes. Yes, oh, like sorry, you know, in two seconds. Yeah. Ah, so there's yes. a reason for it. Yeah. That white hair we mentioned. Mm. I switched the spell. You mean something bad's gonna happen? <laughs> magic could undo Merlin's spell and release the dragons, so I had to trick you into undoing <gasps> Merlin's but why Merlin? Merlin? I talk in third person. <laughs> Fool! Fool! Damn! No! Now Merlin is transforming oh, into. Oh shit! A, a really wicked Venger. <laughs> Once again, very oh, much no. like, oh, there's gum on my shoe. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> Use the magic of your hat to add to my power. <laughs> Come across that. Winged terror destroy the town of Helix. The anniversary of the so, last kind of a shout out to the Hobbit. I like that they're not talking to each other, they're talking at each other. Like, he's like, we have a special celebration. And then he's like, we're trying to get home. And he's like, our celebration's really amazing. <laughs> oh, you no. need You need the uh, hoof, hoof clapping. Hoof clapping. Now, this is a racial stereotype. I, I think. up in here. <laughs> oh no! No! That's probably the worst voice actor of the show, I'd say. You think? Obviously a male character. Oh no! Oh yeah, good point. I, 
It, I guess it wasn't that obvious because I didn't. And her diamond's wicked big. So now the leader of this town is letting Hank know that, that Merlin passed. Oh, thanks for the warning. <laughs> She's not a very good suit there. <laughs> I can see things that are two seconds away. It's kind of useful if you don't like his hair. His white hair. Oh my shit! Boom. The Crux of the show. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Thank you, Diana. Thank you. Find out how to stop these dragons. Let's find Bobby and Eric. The dragons are just really tearing so shit up. The dragons would be done with that town in about five seconds. Yeah, for sure. But. Okay, here's the panty shot. She yep, jumps up, and for some reason, Boom. her panties show. Thank you, Toei. Animation. I want to see some guys' underwear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. where's that at? Not Bobby's, though. That's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. So they're all riding on horses. So I'm not sure why the dragons stopped, but they're circling the moon yeah. right now. They're like, time to be There's ominous. Right, and we've got to put that spell back. So they're heading back to Merlin's castle to get this spell back in place. To because basically. Merlin would, yeah, and and Merlin would not take up the ladder, obviously, when yeah. he didn't want anybody yeah, exactly. to show up. Vingar, Vingar, Vingar. Wait, wait, I love. Pause real quick. I love that uh, instead of actually trying to do anything, Presta just hanging around petting the rabbit, like, <laughs> man, I really screwed up. I'm a loser. <laughs> it's like I understand that. He probably has a limited amount of things he could do, but he could at least be trying something. In, sure. in that book here that contains like the history of human civilization or something <laughs> that can like cure cancer, right. but he's like petting his hair. I it just didn't make any sense to me. Well, if it if that book has the answer to every question ever, why doesn't he ask the question? How do I fix the situation? I think that and it would have an instant spell for him. I think Presto's at that age where he's not quite, he's not really quite to the age where he's interested in girls. He's not really interested in like. You know, taking control of things. He'd, yeah. he'd more like rather prefer to pet the pet rabbit that's around. Yep. And so he's sort of like, I probably couldn't handle it on my own. I'm just <laughs> going to pet this rabbit. And everyone shows him. He's like, hey, guys, I didn't mean to screw everything up. It, Help me. <laughs> I, more character development for, for this kid. I don't know if this continues through the whole series. I really hope not. But it's just like constantly reinforcing their archetypes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they never, ever grow. And so I... I want there to be development here. Yeah, some growth. Presto! Hank! Am I glad to see you? Merlin's not Merlin. You'll save the He's day. Vulture. He stole my hat and all my powers. Worse, he tricked so me maybe, into So maybe that's Merlin's the issue he didn't have his powers. Yeah. The town of Helix is being destroyed right now. You've got to cast Merlin's spell again. Me? I'm no Merlin. And you will not cast another spell <gasps> tonight. Shows up. It's a nice sorry. I have the wizard's hat. Pitch effect on the rest <laughs> like of your objects of power. So fingers Stark. attacking him. There's some stock sound effects here, I think, no that are choice. using like other like, Hanna Barbera. Yeah, probably cartoons. And it feels very much like a uh, He Man in the in the. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So Bobby's using his clubs to rain books down on Vingar, one of the most powerful creatures in the D and D universe. I would assume. Yes. Well, actually, no. Vinger. I, mean, I don't think Vinger is actually in D and D lore. Well, yeah, but I mean, in this storyline, he's pretty powerful. Yeah, yeah. Right? he's a powerful dude. Gets smothered by books. He's probably like third to TML and the Dungeon Master, mm -hmm. I would assume. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, the books, the books smother him. Mm -hmm. Maybe is that maybe a metaphor for his lack of um, literacy? Maybe he's illiterate. It? Well, it could be. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> works on spell. We've got to put out these torches. Let me give it a try. Go, Diana. Radioactive <laughs> stick. Now, that is definitely some some uh, stock sound effect, mainly oh, when sure. characters are, like, slipping out a banana peel or something. Right. Oh, and the spell sound, too. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. I know where Merlin's spell book is. <laughs> All of a sudden, Presto has, like, buck teeth or something. Yes, definitely. Keep him busy? What are we supposed to do? Tell him jokes? Goddamn. Dude, what can this kid do? Seriously, all he has okay, his they all have magic objects, right? Yeah. He has a shield. Yeah. He's supposed to be protecting everyone. He's the That's tank true. And he's the, the he's the, the worst protector. He's the most the cowardly. Yeah. Exactly. And he, he's just making really snarky. He's basically like the he's gonna grow up to be a hipster pretty much. For sure. He's gonna eventually take on, you know, agricultural 
interests and he's gonna want to save the planet but he's not gonna really be interested in it he's just taking on complain about everything else exactly and the you know he'll eventually go on to make fun of like cartoons in the 1980s (laughs) snarkily loser i've got an idea this had better be one terrific idea (laughs) it almost looks like venger said that yeah (laughs) i don't know if i could do this hank I mess up every magic trick I Give me some confidence, Hank. You can do it, so, I thought he did not have his powers. But yeah, that's kind of we're gonna go with it here. It's definitely a, another Dewey Machina. I, I like his shaking of the, that of is, the potion. That's pretty good animation. Yeah. It's good. At times it's good, other times when they're far away, it's very obviously pretty shoddy. Right. You're gonna let the dragon loose? Don't we have enough problems? Shut the fuck up, Eric. I don't believe this. Don't you wish someone just stab him every episode just to <laughs> shut him up? Nope. So they, they basically have run back to the dungeon and they let TML out. By the way, hold on, you gotta check this out. You want? Right there. You see Eric's face? <laughs> <laughs> Eric? Very much like a Cartman face, actually. Yeah. Which is, maybe he, see, maybe this show inspired Cartman because he's I'm very much you. a Cartman kind of character. This thing has way bigger influence than anybody ever thought. And what's his name? Eric. Eric, Eric Cartman. Cartman. <laughs> he he also has the 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 uh, greater than less than symbol. Exactly eyes, for the eyes. Which, exactly. Uh, yes, I like that. <laughs> foreseeing the entire internet age. Yeah. <laughs> I will add your magic to mine, and then destroy. Now that didn't really make any sense. Your so he needs. But me, d- oh. <laughs> so now we have the TML Vin- Venger showdown. <laughs> Passwall spell. Check it. <laughs> so, Avenger goes through a, a hole in the wall that he created, mm-hmm. and uh, Team uh, Out follows by just Team Out. Yeah. Team Out holds his way. Kool Aid man his way through the wall. <laughs> the dragons, okay, meanwhile, are still burning the city apart, and in the name of Merlin, Presto's doing a spell to fix everything. <laughs> Banish winged demons. Oh no. Oh, worst spell ever. His rhymes are pretty pretty weak, I yeah. gotta say. As someone who likes to consider himself a this was the really early... bad rapper, he's a pretty weak pretty weak rapper. This is the early days of hip hop. I'll give him that. I did! Yeah, I did! So Presto saves the day, basically. That was, so yeah, the entire, it, it you know, the, the, the climax of the show happened in about five seconds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the dragons were magically gone. Which is how these shows tend to go. Yeah. It's like they have a, they have like maybe five minute long first act, mm-hmm. a 14, 15 minute long second act, and like a minute long third act. Yeah. So the, the falling action is very quick. <laughs> I know way to get us home. We understand, Pesto. Look, the ladder's disappearing. That's not all. Merlin's whole castle is floating away. <laughs> now I'll voice never get my magic hat back. <laughs> oh, man. Check it out. I wouldn't say that. Yeah, like when he says, what the fuck? Lose this, was it? <laughs> he's looking now, okay, one, he pulled the hat out of his butt. <laughs> Two, he's looking like way too dainty. Yeah, he looks a for, little He looks a little seductive, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. Are you missing <laughs> something, Presto? Come and get it, big boy. Yeah. Which he's adds like, a really creepy element to that, yeah. that theory I had earlier. So maybe there is some some more creepy stuff going on. <laughs> but I'm going to have to assume that the, uh, the real life Dungeon Master isn't a creep. Maybe he's just... Yeah. I think he's just a... Um, an underdeveloped adult, you know, he you probably know, still he, he's an adult living in the in the mind of like a, a thirteen year old, I'd say. I guess I don't know. I mean, I see him as Yoda. Yeah, well, but see, there's even more Yoda characters as we get further into the show. Yeah, yeah, actually, there is. Uh, I think we're thinking of the same one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very obviously, a Yoda reference for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah, Dungeon Master definitely has massive massive powers. Yes, is able to do crazy shit. And never does it, except <laughs> except when like all hope is lost. When he feels like it. So he's basically yeah. toying with these poor kids who really don't want to be here. I, there's not a, I think Bobby might be the one character who's enjoying himself. Yeah. And as I said earlier, Bobby might not be, if this is an acid trip sort of thing, mm-hmm. Bobby's just strictly in his imagination. The rest of these kids are on a pretty bad trip, you know what I mean? Yeah, like they're yeah. ready for it to end. Sure. Um, and Dungeon Master just won't let it, you know? Yep. Hey, everybody. I'm back in the magic business. So, <laughs> oh, great. Listen, Dungeon Master, <laughs> while you're returning things, how about... Eric, can you be happy for anyone in the history of anything? <laughs> I created electricity. Well, that's swell, Professor. Well, I know a Thanks a lot. You're as good as Merlin himself. You yeah, just saved... You just solved cancer. Right, Could I get an ice cream sandwich or something around this place? 
and let's go. Climb aboard, Eric. Are you kidding? I'm not riding on the. I don't ride with anyone there you else. Go. I don't ride, bitch. My own. Presto, would you produce something for Eric to ride on? Sure. His dad's limo. <laughs> this is now, not this is dad's limo. <laughs> So Presto uh, busts out the cow we saw earlier. It's a nice throwback. Yep. Uh, basically, the idea being that um, Eric better ride that uh, instead of a horse since he's being a punk. Yep. But I kind of like this scene because uh, a lot of the kids are kind of coalescing around Presto instead of Eric. You know what I mean? Sure. So it's the, the, the one time when the rich kid isn't winning the show. I think Eric gets enough shit throughout the whole series uh-huh. that it is kind of a dig at rich kid snobbiness. And, yeah, exactly. And whininess. And- yeah. We have to remember that these, the the demographic for the show is is so young that it is trying to ke- teach kids still moral lessons, mm-hmm. and I think that comes across a lot in for sure how they behave with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? I'm what? not riding on any cow. No way. I don't ride anything that gives milk. <laughs> That's what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> philosophy of life <laughs> it is a very odd there are plenty of things you would still write that aren't there i mean i'm trying to think he wouldn't cows ride a cat. do <laughs> he wouldn't ride a cat no <laughs> according to his uh i wish the kids would just bust him down also yeah. what if after this episode we just never saw eric again sure he just stayed there with the cow and he was just like well he, i guess eric starved in the desert he doesn't have any sort of like he has a shield which might be sharp enough to cut the cow so he can kill <laughs> it and eat it yeah but I don't eat anything that has milk in it. <laughs> it makes milk. It makes milk. Yeah. I don't want my meat milky. <laughs> Eric has some issues. Eric has a lot of issues. And, uh, uh, for sure. I'm sure they all come up yeah, all yeah. over and over again in every episode. <laughs> yeah. So. Hey, come back here. Wow. Uni's <laughs> ass there. Who asked you? <laughs> that was that's, a, that's a very animated. Yes, for sure. Yeah, the red face. Yeah. yeah. There are other times I notice when characters are nervous that they have the they have the single um, sweat line. It's not uh-huh. as pronounced as it eventually becomes in a lot of anime series, but there's still like the single drop of sweat yeah. that they have. Yeah. 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 So wait, I got to hear this ending theme because I actually really okay. love this. Thing. Yeah, this is great. Very. I oh. feel like this is perfect. Now, like, this is probably the one thing the show is like. Nice. Someone did some good work on this. It's, like it, it fits the show very cinematic. well. Cinematic. Like. After after listening to the song, I want to watch some more of the show. You know what I mean? Like, I want really, that again. I kind of had the opposite reaction. You didn't like the song? I was sort of like, it, it does not fit with the. Really, with I feel the, the opposite. Feel like, really? So, what do you think the music should be like? It should be more driving. You know, I, I can't remember if there's music at the beginning. Uh-huh. I think there is, but uh, it should be. It feels like it should be more driving and more like okay. upbeat. And this is this is more like it sounds almost like a romance movie kind of. But thing. I feel like it's a nice. It's a nice. Um, so the Dungeons and Dragons universe has these two. Well, obviously, when you played at home, it probably has more of the action side of it. Mm-hmm. But you think of the adventure like soaring. Like this song reminds me of, like soaring across the D and D landscape on a sure. dragon. You know what I mean? Like the, the better times the kids might have in this universe, even though they are stuck there sure. because the dungeon master has kidnapped them. <laughs> but when they, when they fully immerse themselves in this universe and they're really just, you know, digging it, giving Eric some hard times, mm-hmm. this is the music I hear in the back. Like this is the soundtrack to their lives. You know what I mean? I could, I could feel that. Okay. So we got to uh, finish uh, out, but real quick, let me just say this since we're, Oh, I never mind. I see it. I thought it was saying Tonya, Gail Smith, and Frank Welker were the voices uni, and I was really confused. Oh, okay. But okay. no, she's dying. All right, go ahead. <laughs> she's... Oh, so nice. Can you hear that though? Just picks you up and drops you off. <laughs> it's kind of like the horns. The scary animation. There you go. See, there's scary guy dies. Okay, that's sure. okay. Gotcha. So yeah, that's the first episode. Um, we talked about Dungeons and Dragons. Would you? Do you think people should watch this show? No. I say they should. I think they should know it exists. Okay. Maybe watch an episode. But yes. really, it doesn't change a whole lot from what yeah. I remember. And you can easily pick and choose. You don't need to watch. I wouldn't watch this one. We've covered it pretty well. Yep. You don't need to watch this one. Right. Um, you could watch one called uh, Dragon's Graveyard, I believe. Is Apparently, that one was tried to... Uh, some parents tried to get that one banned or something. Mm. Or censored because uh, apparently it's extremely violent. And the kids uh, contemplate... Uh, killing murdering Venger, so yeah. that'd be an interesting <laughs> as long as there, if there's an episode without uni uh-huh. i highly recommend watching that okay episode. i know i know there's one where um it's it, the the word unicorn is in the title i think it's something like the mm. land of the unicorns yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one might have a, a, a especially large number of unis. yes so stay away from that one <laughs> definitely 
But uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. We might do a bonus episode in which we dramatically act out um, the <laughs> the last episode of the show, which has never aired, and answer some really interesting questions about uh, who Venger is, who the Dungeon Master is, and how the kids relate to the universe at large. So uh, check that one out as well. All right, thanks, guys. Thank uh, we'll you. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. On the Tomb Podcast. <laughs>